Please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourselves and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we practice noticing deeply personal thoughts and feelings and preferences in a judgment-free zone in an effort to spread loving behavior all over the world so that we can all lead better-laid lives. Our guest today is a 25-year-old pansexual cis-Canadian woman who is ethnically Filipina and mostly speaks French but is using her English with us here today. She's in a three-year monogamous relationship currently with a man, and she's on a sexual journey of self-acceptance and awakening with a recent discovery of bondage. Welcome, Jem. Hi, happy to be here. <laughs> so excited to have you. Okay, start off by rating yourself on a sexual shame meter just as you are today, with 10 being super full of shame and 1 or 0, however you want to say it, being like, nah, I'm good. I'd say like maybe like 3, 4. Like, I'm okay. pretty good. Just with the confinement imposed by COVID, I've had so much time to be bored and alone and self-reflect and just not having all of those like external influences and kind of like noises, especially with regards to like sex and relationships and all that. It's really been a time for me to be like, okay, well, what do I want to check out or learn about and kind of just do my own thing, but without like, I don't know, like when I listen to your podcast, like yeah. if my friends are around, it's on my computer, it's not like, oh shit, I need to like hide my window because I'll think I'm weird listening to stuff like this. So that's given me like space for that. Fuck yeah. What is your sex life like right now? Just give us a little overview. Right now, well, I'm with someone that I love and trust and generally feel 100% comfortable with. So I'd say that this is like best relationship and best sex I've had ever on 25 that's pretty fun yeah (laughs) and uh yeah and now we're at that point where it's like okay slowly trying to explore new things and also working the two of us on our ends to kind of like communicate more about our preferences and our and what we'd like to try and we'll get into this later but it sounds like that led to bondage yeah (laughs) take us back to your early years when do you first remember hearing about sex and what did your little self think of it So I'm pretty sure I was in grade one. I have a clear image in my mind that there were boys in my class who were like laughing about drawings. And I was like, what are you laughing about? And then to freak out their girls, they'd show the drawings of like really bad stick men with big penises lying on top of stick women with really big boobs. Oh, wow. (laughs) So that was like the first thing. Why why would they do that? (laughs) And what is that? (laughs) And then I have to say, actually learning that it was sex that they were drawing and like, actually understanding that, oh, it's a real thing. I can't say that I remember a moment where it happened. It was kind of like, a oh, everybody knows. So just through like context and like people being like, oh, yeah, that's sex. It's like, okay, I guess that's sex. (laughs) And did your family ever talk about it? Oh, no, 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 no. no. (laughs) I'm from Vancouver, BC. All of my friends, too, were mostly Filipinos or other Asians and also all from very Catholic households were like, we don't talk about sex. Like dating is like, what? You don't date until you're like 18, 20, whatever. And I came to Quebec and like already like uh, I was 13 when I got here. One of my classmates had a 14th birthday party and was like, oh yeah, by the way, come over, sleep over. My parents bought us a 12 pack of beer. And I was like, wait, what? Your parents bought for a bunch of minors beer and like yeah yeah and then another friend like oh do we invite boys too would your parents let the boys oh no not this time like wait what boys sleep over with beer and your parents know like 
they are there and they accept this. And like just growing up like in a new culture where like, yeah, it's totally normal for like teenagers to have their partners sleep over under their parents' roof and the parents totally know they're having sex. Whoa. <laughs> the first time I actually met my partner's father <laughs> was because I had slept over at his place and I met him in the morning and, and he was like, oh, that's why I heard two sets of footsteps coming in at midnight. And I was like, yes, hello, in my head. Kill me. Kill me now. Also, like two sets of footsteps and I just think like, well, what else did you hear? Super, super Catholic family. Well, my I'd say my parents are less intense than my grandparents. It's not something that's ever talked about. Relationships are also very like it's a man and a woman mm -hmm. and they come together and they have sexual encounters to procreate because that's what God made sex for. Oof. So it's kind of like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you got those messages kind of implicitly or did they ever explicitly say that or was that just from church? More implicitly because okay. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard my parents talk about sex ever. <laughs> wow. Did you get sex ed in school? In my high schools, yeah. Uh, before I moved to where I am living now, the high school that I had actually had a really great sex ed courses that was really uh, pretty complete. And for every year of high school, there was actually supposed to be like add-ons about like sexuality Ooh. and like different interests or fetishes and stuff. Like, so I was in like the first year of high school, so we just got the overview of what's safe sex and how to use a condom with like the weird like demonstrations yeah. there. <laughs> And then after that, basic, like, protect yourself against STDs, nothing really. And did you ever get any lessons about consent? Honestly, I don't think so. Okay. For both of my high schools, it was all girls' schools. And the way it was taught is more like a be careful and protect yourselves because you're vulnerable. And this could impact your life negatively if you don't do it. It was more like fear modeling yeah. as opposed to, like, you're allowed to do it. And you're allowed to say no and you're allowed to say yes. And here's how you can do it safely and yeah. responsibly. Tell us, how did your own personal sexual journey begin? I was actually, well, I guess pretty late compared to my peers. And that my first sexual experiences were really uh, by the time I was in college. So college here, I think, is the equivalent to like maybe last year of high school, I think, in the States. Mm. Yeah, 17, 17 or 18, actually. Okay. And it was just because at parties, people were hooking up. And one of my best friends, she actually finally started dating a guy and was telling me, like, oh, I've had sexual experiences. And then at some point, I was like, well, fuck, what I want them to do. <laughs> at, like, a movie night uh, while we were drinking, definitely was not sober. Somehow wound up just, like, snuggling up to some guy and then... Everyone was going to bed, and I was like, oh, we'll share a bed together. <laughs> and we went off to a room, and I gave my first blowjob. <laughs> That's very bold. Did you know him at all? He's just some guy. <laughs> you just you were just like, I'm going for it. A mutual friend of a friend, but, like, in retrospect, definitely was not safe, responsible, because, like, we didn't discuss STDs yeah. or protection or anything, so. I definitely didn't with my first blowjob either. Also, I think neither of us were very experienced at that point. Had you been touching yourself already at this point? And how did you know how to give a blowjob? Oops, one question at a time. Ah! In college, I was actually restarting to touch myself a little bit, but, like, was never fully comfortable and, like, also just, like, mentally, like, I guess, motivated enough to try and make myself orgasm because I had never orgasmed, mm -hmm. like, either alone or with a partner. So at some point, it was, like, just, like, getting frustrating. So yeah. I was like, 
leaving that. But I had actually started touching myself like in my mind, it wasn't sexual in any way when I was like really young, Mm -hmm. just like lying on my belly. And then I'd kind of like rub myself with my fingers. It was really nice. And (laughs) I did stop eventually though because my dad caught me because I was telling my sister, my little sister, who's two years younger about about it. And like, we're just like on our bunk beds. And I was like, no, if you lie on your belly and you go like this. And then my dad walks in the room, what are you doing? Huge spanking. Uh, and like never do that again that's like inappropriate and blah 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 and I didn't understand why so yeah. I was like okay never gonna do it again and I think that's also like maybe the first time I kind of associated like trying to pleasure myself in a some certain way with like oh it's something to be ashamed of you're not allowed to do it again. have you ever talked to your sister since and been like hey so did you ever keep touching yourself or after like like that's is that a conversation you would have no, I haven't. But that would be a really fun conversation to have. I think with her. Okay, with if her. you ever do, will you please tell me? Oh yeah, definitely. Especially since like she actually had like I was saying like when I got to college, I was like, Ugh, I want to get it over with because like I feel like I'm being left behind because by then my sister was like already having sex and I knew about it and was she'd had like multiple boyfriends and everything. So I was like, well, I want to I want to <laughs> jump on that bandwagon too. Okay, so how did you know how to give that blowjob? Like. What made you so bold? Probably a good amount of that was alcohol. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, for sure. Oh, I think there was some weed, too. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think porn. I had already seen it a couple of times in porn. Okay. As to, like, knowing how. I don't know. I guess, like, I guess I'm, like, an oral type of person mm-hmm. that, like, I really like having things in my mouth. Me, too. Like, clicking things and stuff like that. So, I was like, oh, this. Like, I really, really, really love giving blowjobs. Yeah. So it was like, I guess more of like, a, oh, it's fun exploring. Like at the same time, oh, okay, I heard a moan. So I guess that's a good thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So did you end up sharing a bed with this person in this experience? Yeah, yeah. I was giving him a blowjob and then he fell asleep. <laughs> and when did you start becoming aware of your pansexual side? It was also in college. I didn't realized that it was like a sexual attraction at first that I had towards one of my female friends yeah but there's just like something about her that I found so magnetic and like attractive like I loved her charisma and everything but then nothing ever really came of it because uh, around that time too I had actually met my first boyfriend Mm -hmm. and then wound up getting into a relationship with him instead so see I had my first boyfriend I think we were together for a good like two and a half years and then a third year like another full year like on and off it was ambiguous during which I was like really questioning myself about like whether I liked women or men Mm. because sexually it was really frustrating with my first boyfriend since I never had an orgasm never not once no 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 not even alone or with him and like part of me was like oh my god is it is it like am I broken or Mm. is it just maybe it's because I am gay so it was like a lot of conflict. And then like at the same time, like having grown up with like all that like Catholic guilt, like I, I can't be gay. Like yeah. I'm not allowed to like women. Yeah. I'm going to be disowned. So it was a very weird period of time. And I think it was maybe like four years ago, like before I uh, started dating my current partner that I was like, you know what, let's just try and explore. And I realized like I am attracted to men and women equally in the sense that it's not their genders or their bodies that attract me. It's really their personalities mm-hmm. um, and the connection I feel with them. Yeah. Will you tell us the details of your lady parts? Well, one of like my favorite, favorite things is like, <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be too much detail. Nope, hey, never. I... Nope, not here. <laughs> this is not the place where you give too much detail. If it's legal and consensual, <laughs> it's not too much details. 
<laughs> true, true, true. So, like, doggy styling, like, when I'm with a male partner, I think that length, it's not a big deal for me. It's really the girth. Mm-hmm, like, I like mm-hmm. feeling full. Yeah. And I really like it when it's at just the right speeds that the balls hit against my clitoris. I absolutely love it. And, like, the mix of clitoral and vaginal stimulation are really, like, my all-time favorites. Uh, yeah. It's pretty much the only way I'll come with a partner is if I'm getting oral while being fingered or certain positions where there's like just enough friction around my clit area to have that as well as the the G-spot kind of. Same, same. I read a statistic. Let's see. No. I was listening to the masterclass of Dr. Emily Morse, who is Sex with Emily, the host of Sex with Emily, and she was talking about how women whose clitori, clitoris, clitorises, what's the plural of clitoris? Women with a clitoris that is more than an inch from their vaginal canal, have a harder time orgasming from penetration alone. And so I just thought it was cool that there was a measurement involved. So when you're masturbating now, can you make Mm -hmm. yourself come? Have you figured out your secrets? I can with a vibrator. Mm -hmm. So usually I have to like start warming up with like more fingers. And then with the vibrator, I'll have to actually really put it on both modes. So because I have like one of the... Like a rabbity... Yeah. yeah 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 so it's like a part that goes in and then part for stimulating the clit with like a bunch of settings and then i'll just put that in lie on my belly and kind of like rub against like yeah. a bed or a pillow at the same time and it can be pretty fast depending yeah yeah do you actually use all the different settings because i feel like when i get a vibrator that has like a million settings i usually find one i like and stick to it the only reason i go through the other settings is really just because like I'm really bad with the button. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, is this the one? No, no, next, no, next. Like, oh, okay, it was that button combination. <laughs> yeah, I will maybe sometimes do it to tease myself, but like very briefly. I'm too impatient. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, when you know your favorite, it's just like. <laughs> Have you played around at all with your back door hole? Are you into butt stuff at all? Yeah. So I say ambiguous in that. I've never really had like a particularly interesting experience with a partner, nor have I had like an anal orgasm, though I'd be very, very curious and like actually it's in one of my fantasies to totally. try that again. Uh, but with my first boyfriend, I forget why. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, with my first boyfriend, since like it was so hard for me to come, we're like, okay, we'll try like different things here and there. And we're like, oh, let's, let's try, you know. <laughs> so I tried it and it's been so long now. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. But from what I remember, I did really enjoy it. Like, I already just really love getting licked around my anus. Mm -hmm. So that feels really pleasurable. And, like, from what I remember, it really made me feel like I wanted double penetration, actually. Like, just having something in my anus. I was, like, automatically wanted something. Yes. (laughs) That's how I feel. That's why I'm like, what? This turns me on, but I want it. And it's like, I want everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have any partners between blowjob guy, your first blowjob guy, and that first boyfriend? Were there any experiences in there that we need to hear about? In between those two, no, because it was blowjob guy. And then another party, like maybe a month later, had sex with my first boyfriend for the first time. And it was kind of funny just because like, again, it was party mode. Like we weren't dating even then. So like we had sex. And then like right after, I just remember he turns around, looks at me and goes like, you know, I don't love you, right? Okay, I appreciate you, but for sure, like, oh. I'm not going to like be emotionally attached to you just because we had sex. Thank you. 
I do think boys get that message really loud and clear. At least all of my initial rejections trying to lose my virginity kind of like hammered home that message. They were like, no, it's too much. And I'm like, what? No, I want to fuck. Like, come on. <laughs> it's just sex. It's okay. How, yeah. Yeah. How did that affect you? Well, I was kind of like surprised, but at the same time, I was like, well, thank you for the clear communication. Okay. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not like naive. And then like after that, what? affected me more though was like the aftermath like the next day when we're like okay are we gonna start dating like yeah. do we tell people or do we just like in f- here we have a term that's like fréquentation to say that like it's not a fuck friend but you're not dating so it's really like that in between kind mm. of zone I guess so he kind of we started there and he was saying like okay but like for a relationship like we'll have to take it slow get to know each other and I was like okay so we take it slow so like we can wait till we're sure about our feelings before having sex and he was like no no sex is out of the window now it's fine <laughs> <laughs> like okay how did yeah how did you feel about that well I think it was one of the first times that I was like okay so I guess sex is really an expectation mm. In that context, I was like, okay, so I guess it's an expectation more like from men coming from them yeah. and yeah. kind of that that feeling of like, okay, well, especially now that we've done it once, it's kind of like, so it's been done once. So now it's like he's got a free pass to get it yeah. whenever. Yeah. Kind of. I'm trying to create new expectations in each new person that I talk to, which I've been like really unsuccessful at, but I'm just going to keep trying. <laughs> I don't want to have sex with someone if they don't want to put in like a minimal amount of effort to make me want to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. I think I'm at the point where I'm like, well, I definitely want to have sex, but I'd like to be enticed, please. Like, show me, show me what you have to offer. Like, don't just, don't just expect to climb up on me for five minutes and then be like, go, go get a blow up doll. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Like now I'm at a point where I'm like, just from those first experiences to where I am now, like, I realized, like, for sure, if I don't feel like I have, like, at least a certain level of attraction and I find someone, like, intellectually and emotionally yeah. interesting, it's, like, off the table. Like, no, I'm not going to be relaxed around you. I'm not going to be comfortable. Yeah. And I will, like, just, like, be there. You'll finish. And I'm one of those women who I have never once in my life faked an orgasm mm. because I'm, like, no, like, already that I feel sometimes, like, the times that I felt obligated to have sex with you, like, just because you bought me a beer or whatever, well, okay, we had sex. You came, cool, and no, you're not able to make me come because it wasn't that much more interesting for me, and you deserve to know that. No, yeah. you're not as good in bed as you probably think you are. So do you you tell them, like, afterwards, you're like, by the way, I didn't come, or do they ask, or how does it come up? Here, most men are like, okay, so did you come yet? Did you come yet? And I'm like, <sighs> no, no. And now that it's been asked, like, it's, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> that shuts me down completely. Have you ever had anyone offer, like, like a collaboration, like, hey, I'd like to make you come. How do I do that? Or what can we do? Or like, is there ever slowness? Or is it just like, did you do it? Are you done? Did you, could you take care of yourself? Like, oh, it's been like, like the second for sure. Like, oh, okay, is it done? And then like, oh, okay, it's not done yet. And then like, suddenly they try doing something else without like asking, Asking. like, what would you like? Okay. Like, I remember (laughs) my friends laughed at me for so long about this. And they gave the guy the nickname Colgate because I had one one night stand and like at the end he came and he's like, okay, it's your turn. I was like, oh no, like I didn't. And like, really it's late. I'm tired. It's it's fine. It's like, no, 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 no. I'll be right back. Comes back with like his, you know, those like machine toothbrushes. Yeah. That <laughs> and just started rubbing it on my clit. And I was just like, oh my God. Wait, <laughs> like, he like out of the blue was like, I'll use my electric toothbrush as a vibrant. <laughs> okay. I actually think that's kind of adorable. But, like, talk about it first. Don't just do it. Points for trying. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about that first relationship? Because 
I think my first relationship was similar in that I was trying to figure out sex and I thought that I should be able to figure it out because I had a relationship. What was your experience like or what were your sexual thoughts like in that time? As a whole, I think that in that relationship, it was definitely not the best for me just globally in terms of my headspace because it was like a really like a, okay, if I'm here, I need to be desirable, I need to be worthy and to be all of those things. I have to please this other person and I have to live up to their expectations of me, even when those are ambiguous. And I just decided in my head, like, oh, I have to be great at everything. Yeah, it's like we make these little cages for ourselves because we assume other people want a certain thing or we have to be a way. Yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah. In our case, too, like because it was my first relationship, but his second and he already knew his sexual preferences. It was like, okay, I felt even like more of that pressure and weight on myself because I was like, okay, I'm behind. And if Mm. we're having problems, it's clearly not his fault because he knows what he likes. It's my fault because I don't know what I like. So it was like really heavy on myself. And I think that one of the most difficult parts in that relationship was, well, he actually had a couple of fetishes. And I mean, like, I was like, okay, I don't really know anything about them. I was like, I'll learn and I'll like role play, short stories, whatever videos. So I did all those things for him. But he never went forward and asked, like, do you want us to try and, like, look for things for you? So it's always, like, really, like, a very one-way mm. kind of relationship in that sense. And that just, like, kind of enforced the, well, if you want something, it's your job to find it all by yourself yeah. and present it. But if it's, you're still iffy about it, then it's not worth discussing or bringing up, kind of. How did that affect your attitude towards sex at the time? Like, honestly, it... Like, by the end of the relationship, especially, it was like a, we do it because we're in a relationship and it's an, it's something that was expected. Like, it wasn't even pleasurable and fun, like, to the point where our last year together was like an on and off because we moved to another town and it was really ambiguous if we were doing long distance or open relationship. But, like, before I moved away, like, just communication in general was not great <laughs> with that particular partner. And I remember, like, I was like, okay, so if I want to have pleasure during sex, then I have to take care of myself before I do anything for him. Because as soon as I, I'd get into his fetishes, like, it'd be, like, five minutes tops, like, kind oh, of thing. Wow. And, like, kind of, like, it's done. There's, like, no, oh, okay, I came, so, like, let me pleasure you for a while. No, it was really, really it was really, like, his thing. So near the end... I would always make sure that we were drinking cocktails before even like getting into foreplay. Like I needed alcohol at that point just to kind of like relax and like find a headspace where I was like, okay, this isn't going to bother me at least. And maybe I'll have a bit more pleasure than I usually do. So congratulations for moving on from that relationship. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Did you experience any pleasure in the relationship actually? Like the act of sex minus, you know, because I know it's not all, but did your physical body or your physical experience include pleasure much? I think that I was just so stressed all the time. Mm. And I'm someone like as soon as I am stressed, like because I do already just have like generalized anxiety yeah. in life, I can shut down pretty bad and kind of just like, like I'll be there. But like in like I'm observing in my own head what's happening and like okay, oh shit, it's been like 30 seconds since yeah. I moaned. I should probably moan now. Oh, ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like, that's like, I mean, like the first few times, like, yeah, it was, it was great. And then, no, it, it, it got pretty repetitive. And I kind of just like accepted that because I was like, well, this is someone that cares for me. And I, like, this is like, yeah, 17 years old. So like, not fully confident either as a person. So it was always like, you are who you are. You're probably not going to find a better relationship. So like mm. settle for this kind oh, of. Yeah. So after that, 
when did you have an orgasm again? I actually had my first orgasm two years ago. Okay. With a girl. Ooh. <laughs> I had a female colleague in one of my summer jobs, and we got along really great. And I knew that she was actually part of a polyamorous relationship of like, it was like an open couple, but then they wound up getting together, the three of them. Yeah. And we were still in touch, and I had always found her super cute. And we were doing like an evening with friends, and I'd been mentioning to my current partner for a while, like, like right from the get-go, I told him like first date probably. I mentioned like, by the way, I'm really attracted to women too, just so you know. And I'd mentioned like, oh yeah, my friend's in town, and like it'd be fun to maybe like, you know, invite her over, sexy playtime maybe. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, cool. So uh, yeah, she wound up coming over. As it so happened, uh, she wasn't the type of girl that he is necessarily attracted to. So like we started uh, like all making out and stuff, but then at some point he kind of like retreated and like let us do our thing more. Mm. And also I think that was also like after the fact I had sex with that lovely person. Um, My boyfriend mentioned to me like, yeah, I think that one of the reasons I actually had to draw back was like, because that was when he realized, okay, she wasn't just like one of those girls like who gets drunk and makes up with other girls. And that's why she likes girls. Like, no, no, she Really, she likes, really girls likes girls too. Well, I'm glad it clicked for him. Exactly. I was like, well, now you know, and you actually really completely yeah. understand. We were making out, like touching each other, and she was also giving me tips because it was like really my first. I've been like three girls before, but this is like my first time with one that I actually knew and that I was communicating actively with yeah. during sex, which was really nice because she'd be like, oh, actually, could you try this more? And like, would you want me to try it on you? And then you try it on me so that you understand. It's like, yeah, yeah. sure, let's let's do it like that. Is it too personal to ask, like, how you had your first orgasm? Like, was she going down no, on you? No, not at all. Just, okay. We were just, like, making out on top of each other at some point, And, you know, like, your legs overlap, kind of. And I guess it made it so that, like, both of our clips were kind of against each other's hip bones, kind of. And just, like, grinding. It was, like, in that position. And it was also, like, a part like a part of my mind, though, like, mentally, as we are making out and stuff, it was, like, coming to peace with, like, oh, this is, like... I really am sexually attracted to women, like yeah. very much. And I just remember thinking to myself, wow, I, I am so gay. I am so, so gay. <laughs> and then coming. <laughs> Will you tell us about those three women in the interim? Yeah. My very first experience was in my first year of university. And unfortunately, I don't really remember it because it was also at a party. Okay. For our program, at the end of the winter session, we rent a big cottage. Anyone who wants to go ends up going and like you can have like a room there nice. and everything. So yeah, somehow I wound up meeting a girl uh, who was graduating that year and we hit it off. And we were we got to the bedroom, made out, and she went down on me. It was amazing. And then I had to stop her to go get really sick and vomit in the bathroom. Oh. Yeah, so that was the first, first real one. And then another one was also more like a flirtation at a bar. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't really have sex or anything, but like went to the bathroom, heavy petting <laughs> style. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one uh, was another colleague in a different job. You know those people who like, like without them ever actually saying or doing anything explicitly sexual, like they just give off like very strong sexual vibe yep. and like in a very like dominant and confident way. And I just found her so, so attractive. Mm. We went on a couple of days and then 
slept together a couple of times and then that was it and then mm-hmm. I kind of finished like slightly awkward just because I think communication was not very clear I'm also pretty sure that I'm one of the first girls that she wasn't able to make cup oh. <laughs> and because like we never really discussed and I hadn't told her either beforehand like by the way I've never had an orgasm yeah. And it might be really difficult. So it's like, it's not a you thing. It's a me thing. Yeah. We never we didn't have that before. So I think it just kind of feathered into like a, oh, well, we'll just stay friends. Kind of. I never told any of my partners that it was so tough for me to come. It sounds like you didn't have the tools to have that conversation. I know that I didn't when I was younger. Oh, no, for sure. And like some, like I'd ask my friends like, so like how, like what's your sex life without asking yeah. like. Because people are always like, oh, communication is key. But like no one's ever like, yeah, communication, like very explicitly about sex is also really important. Yeah. And general conversations like, hey, what's your sex like? Life like, yeah. <laughs> but it's never been like I never actually asked like, hey, how do you talk to your partner yeah. about sex and what you like per se? So it's more like, oh, they do this and that. So like, OK, I guess I'll try those techniques okay. or positions or see. Um. Yeah. But no, for sure. it's It's a very like the only accessible tool when you're kind of questioning your sexuality is basically porn, but that's definitely not right. <laughs> a great reference point all the time. Totally. Does your family know that you're pansexual? I had actually brought it up with my dad only. I think okay. my dad and my sister. Because, like, again, like, my parents don't talk about this, like, yeah. ever yeah. Like, at all. Like, not even, like, safe sex, birth control, nothing, nothing, nothing. So it's always been, like, me going towards them just, like... By the way, random truth bomb. Here you go. Because, like, my sister actually got pregnant four years ago now. And, like, when my parents found out, like, we were just, like, here because she was in another province at that mm-hmm. time. And I just remember sitting at the dinner table with my parents and, like, they were still really quiet and, like, in their heads. And it's like, hey, guys, just so you know, I've been using your insurance for my birth control for the past two years without telling you. <laughs> what did they say? <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, that's that's responsible (laughs) but they were so uncomfortable right wow okay (laughs) it was a lovely conversation and I forget why we were again I probably just brought it up really randomly with my dad after we had like a more like heart-to-heart conversation about like how we're doing and stuff and I was like oh by the way like I was asking him what he thought about my current partner and I was like hey dad like in the hypothetical if I had brought home a girl instead like how would you have taken that he goes well I mean it's is your choice I probably wouldn't understand it might it would probably take me a while to be perfectly honest and then he said but like I'd still love you and it wouldn't change who you are as a person in my mind but your mom might freak out (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like based on the fact that you didn't share that with her that he's right yeah 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 well I figured like it'll be like it's a need to know like if I have a female partner one day then they will know (laughs) yeah yeah I'm curious. Oh, there's so many things I want to ask you. Okay. I'm curious about bondage. I'm curious about (laughs) if, are you the submissive or are you discovering your dominant self? See, I have to say that I don't even know because I was really baby entering it. Yeah. And like, it's something that I've always kind of been like, ish curious about, like friends being like, oh, it's so nice to have like a really dominant male in Mm. control and like choking and that. Like, 
it never particularly appealed to me. And like the times that I had looked at the porn, like in my mind, it was really like, okay, so I'd just be being debased basically or humiliated. I get very like, alarmed I, watching most kinky porn. Like it, like it it's scares scary. me. It scares me. And I love getting beatings and like being used very roughly. So that, <laughs> so I just like to point that out to people because like some people are like, oh yeah, I watched porn and then I knew exactly what I liked. I was not one of those people. Like I had to sort of figure it out by trying. You see, same thing. Like every time I'd watch it, I'd be like, oh, I'm like, no, no. Like it would start interesting and then I'd be like, okay, hard pass. Like yeah. this is not for me. And then a couple of months ago, I was talking to a girl, a female friend of mine who mentioned that her partner suddenly brought up BDSM. The way that he brought it up to her though, was by buying like $800 worth of like hardcore gear, like whips and like chains and like all of the things. And then just showing her pictures of like the things like, by the way, these are coming in the mail. It's just like from far away because it's from on Etsy. So you're not going to get them yet, but we're going to try this. Merry Christmas. And like, she told me like, I just burst into tears and left. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. And also like the basis of kink is explicit negotiation ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. Okay. So that's, I'm glad you shared that story. So listeners, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't. Did they ever? But did they work it out? They did because, like, also, listeners do not do this. The way presented it is, this is what I like, and if you don't want to do this with me, then we have to break up. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Took a good while. They, but then, so they talked it out, and she told him, like, yeah, we have to negotiate this. Like, write me a list of exactly what you want. And he was one of those people who's like, oh, but I saw it on porn. Never tried it. So she was like, so you've seen it, but you've never tried it. So you don't actually know if you like it, but you want to do it to me. Like, no, that's not going to work. So she made him write out a list of all the things that interest him. And then kind of like, yeah. it kind of reminds me of the contract signing in Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey. She's like, nope. Yeah. Nope, the yes, fine, no, maybe. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And thank goodness that she had the wherewithal to suggest that because from swiping and trying to meet people, there are too many it's only been dudes. I've not yet encountered a female or trans person that was like, I'm into this stuff. I never took a class. I want to <laughs> choke you. <laughs> I want to I want to hit you and, and like do all these extreme things. So did she end up liking any of it? They've started to try things out, like slowly, like her being tied up. And already she's like, OK, yeah, she like I think her biggest thing is like, don't hit. Like, she does not want to be hit. Yeah. Like, for sure, like, the, all, like, anything that's, like, more rough. Trust is not there yet, just because trust was very much broken in the way that the subject was brought about. Yeah. That's, like, a surefire way to get someone to, like, shut down and give a big, huge no, because it's so scary. What a scary way to present it. It is. Especially, like, because she wasn't familiar with it. Never yeah. really watched any porn that way either. So you just see, like, all of this what essentially looks like medieval torture gear yeah. and you're just like but what what's gonna happen with it and she had like basically she had kind of shown me some of the pictures and i was like huh some of it is like no but then other parts is like kind of like weird yeah but maybe maybe but that's, <laughs> I don't know that's exactly it it's like that's the process that you should have that opportunity for curiosity and that opportunity for the question and the dialogue around it because it's mm-hmm. like there's so much stuff that could be yummy. But okay, so did you have a dialogue with your partner? We did. I'd asked him about it. And he'd always said like relatively neutral, like never felt the need to explore that that type of sexual play. Like in general, like I had told him before to like 
when we when we have sex, like I'd ask them to be more rough, but like not hit me or anything, mm-hmm. but like be like not be shy, but like grabbing, grabbing me firmly, yeah. grabbing my hair, yeah. like, grabbing me around the neck, like really like just like possessing yeah. me basically. Yeah. And like for him, it's like oh, but like I'm really worried I'm gonna hurt you. So he was like, I, I think like the first time I tried, like I told him like no, like for real, like well I'm giving you a blowjob, grab my hair and like kind of guide me, like don't choke me on your dick guide me and I just remember that he just basically took the tips of his fingers and then just kind of like grabbed literally like one thin ass strand of hair and I was like what are you doing <laughs> you didn't say that to him did you I was like stop if you if you can't do it it's okay just, just don't don't hold one part of my hair while I do it because it's just gonna feel weird to yeah me. yeah yeah totally it's very uh yeah so how has that conversation unfolded you said at the beginning that you've been having more and it led to bondage the original question yeah. that I wanted to get to, too, with anxiety, which I just have to ask where I'm going to explode. <laughs> Does kink, do you see a way that it might lower your anxiety so that you can enjoy more of your physical body? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, it was actually pretty surprisingly instantaneous. Because, like, see, when we we're talking about bondage and everything, he was telling me, like, no, I'm not, like, he's not actually interested in dominating Definitely not in- interested in being a sub. And for my part, like, because of the anxiety thing, like, I generally preferred sex and got the most pleasure out of it when I was initiating Mm. just because that if I was initiating it's because I was in a good headspace Mm. I was calm or I felt attractive or accomplished and I do this and like pleasuring my partner and like knowing that I'm pleasuring him and he finds me desirable that's really what excites me the most so like we were talking about it and he mentioned like well something that he had seen was like in like a porn video once like a girl that had like kind of like like you know those corsets but it was like basically like all ropes and like yeah kind of like shepherd boobs and everything he was like yeah I, I found that really attractive and it would be cool if you could if we could find something like that and I was like okay uh shopped around and then like went up on the Etsy page and I was like oh wait is I talked to that friend who got yeah. that barrage of pictures on Christmas <laughs> I was like hey is this what the site that he used and he's like yeah yeah that's exactly it so I wound up finding this really gorgeous leather harness kit with cuffs and a collar and like as well as the top that I just got today (gasps) so I'm like really excited about that like also like a top harness like with like different rings that you can cuff onto and stuff so I was like oh sweet so we ordered that came a month later and then like actually just last week it came in and I was like trying it I was like huh I feel actually surprisingly very sexy in it and like he absolutely loved it and like he freaking loved the smell of leather too so that was like a huge like sensory stimulus and like the second that my hands were cuffed behind my back and I was like on my knees leaning forward like I had never felt my body just relax so quickly during sex like I was like oh like I'm fine this is like a safe space and someone who loves me this is someone I trust and like it just like completely let go and like for him I think because instead of like grabbing firmly onto me and my skin because he would be grabbing onto the bits of leather then he actually allowed himself to be like a lot more rough and like after he told me like I love that it felt like I was being really possessive of you and you were mine and I could do whatever I wanted with you and I was like yes that's awesome <laughs> this is what I want you to do <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. Wow. Okay. So what, what are you guys going to explore? What are you planning to explore? Like what's on the horizons here? Or like, what are you fantasizing about? Well, for sure. Next thing that we'd like to get is, um, one of those, you know, those like strap kits you put like under your mattress. Mm-hmm. And then that way you I have to, one like, attach a person. 
There we go. I accidentally made mine visible to a group of young college students who were performing a play in my house and we went to move the bed and I just went bright <laughs> red and then all of us burst out laughing. Like we were, I was just like, <gasps> like that is exactly what you think it all is. Yep. <laughs> like so for sure that and um so far, I think it'd be really strong with that. I'd also like for us to maybe get a, a gag just because, like, yeah. again, like super relaxed and I get really loud. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, no, because like when we're doing it with like all the gear and stuff, like I literally just I had to stop him for a second. I was like, just give me a pillow. He's like, why? It's like, no, give me a pillow. I need to bite something yeah. or I'm going to yeah. bother the neighbor. Yeah. And that's where we're starting with bondage. And I know like one of the fancies is mentioned to me that I'd totally be open for is like he, I guess you'd call it is kind of an exhibitionist like he really enjoys sex in like public places mm. where it's also probably well actually it's not probably it, it's totally illegal to be having sex in public places but doing that kind of excites him and like the idea um he's mentioned a few times like of having sex with another couple not just like interchanging unless like maybe we feel like it or we're all attracted but just like that kind of like being like in a room with other people yeah kind yeah. of uh, situation yeah. which Probably won't happen anytime soon because of COVID. COVID, yeah, but but on the horizon. Also, so lovely that you're talking about these things. Have you always been discussing, or is the is talking about your next steps newer? Mm, I think we've always had pretty good communication from the get go, because we well we met on Tinder, mm. so like already like didn't know each other, and I was like, hell, I have nothing to lose, so I'm like, you know what? If it's gonna be a first date, I'm not gonna waste my time. These are all the things I've done, different people I've done it with. Some are still in my life, so you got to deal with that and not be awkward because I'll still invite them over for dinner. <laughs> not ask permission. And like, yeah, sexual preferences. And I guess just because like I basically kicked that door down, mm-hmm. <laughs> he uh, reciprocated as well and told me like, well, this is what I like. And I think we've always like been clear about like how we like to be pleasured or like exploring, but never like the, oh, like I think now we're at that stage where it's like, well, let's maybe be more adventurous or like try uh, yeah. try different types of ways to play. <laughs> Are there other horizon things though that we should know about? Because I kind of interrupted you after two of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, I would like it to be on the horizon, but <laughs> so yeah. far he's been like no about it. I really want to try pegging. Ooh, yeah. Because like being in control I think it's always something that I look for in life too just to balance out the anxiety in bed as well it's like I definitely like positions where I'm on top or I'm the one controlling the pace I really want to try pegging him I know that before me he was with a male partner it was like his first experience um with a male uh but he's like nope nope I'll do it with a guy but I won't do it with you and I was like but interesting has he shared why he told me that his main reason is like that one with his when he was trying it with a guy, wasn't something that he got a lot of pleasure out of okay. first day. Apparently the guy was pretty big. Ugh, too, so. First time not... bigs are... He has never said it this way, but knowing him, mm-hmm. it's like his masculine ego mm-hmm. of like, no, 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 I'm the one penetrating, not being penetrated. So does he like licking? Are you allowed to lick him or finger at all? Yeah, okay. licking and like light fingering. Like, okay, got it. As in- too deep like yeah like, like, <laughs> like just the hand around. reaches around and like grabs my arm it's like no it's like okay okay so this is what I want to follow up on and you can definitely tell me more things as they come up but mm-hmm. you described your relationship as monogamous but it sounds like there is room if you're together to play with others to bring them in together 
yeah, so we've definitely uh, at least entertained the conversations and like that time too with my my female friend who came over possibly something that we would do again uh it's just like (laughs) i think like the difficulty will be finding some that we're both someone that we're both equally attracted to but for sure not close to the idea i like a threesome or foursome even could be really interesting to try eventually well because also i'm just thinking too like perhaps that's an opportunity for you to wear a strap on and do some thrusting to another you know to a female person would you want to (laughs) fuck a chick with a strap on in either hole Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely in my fantasy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> totally well, my latest lesbian fantasy is a double-sided dildo, not just a field dough, because like I have a field dough, which is like the base goes inside of you. So it's a strapless strap on. Oh, like like it's like a bulb. Yeah, it's like a bulb. Yeah, yeah. I found it incredibly hard to control. I've only used it two or three times. And like it was I was just like, I don't know what I'm I doing. Like it was like Oh, it's like, like it's, weird time. I just did, I just felt like I didn't have the control that I would want. But then I also was like, maybe I should do a million kegels and come back to it, you know, and, <laughs> and I haven't yet. <laughs> but like it's on my horizon. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but would he be into just watching if you're not attracted to the same types of people? Like, is he in like when you were with your friend before, was he still like involved and just like sitting back or did he like leave the room and exit or whatever? He did leave the room okay. at a certain okay. point. Okay. So like, again, that was like a first experience though. Too, yeah. like, the yeah. first time of him ever seeing me with a female partner for sure. So I think it was also was like, like that shock of like, yeah. I need to like, <laughs> integrate this in another space and I'll just, totally. I'll let them do their thing. That's awesome. Um, but no, I, I definitely think that he'd be open to watching. Like for me, I'd actually, like, I've told him, like, sometimes when I touch myself, I picture him with other girls. Ooh, so <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I get really excited by the idea of seeing him pleasuring someone else cool. and like just him again, like just being in control. So maybe I do want him to be more of a dom in life. Would you <laughs> Would you ever want to get like strapped or attached to a wall or stuck inside a cage or put behind a fence and watch watch him pleasure somebody else from there? Ooh, never thought about that. I thought about like being like hidden behind like a double sided mirror Ooh, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like even just like the, this is gonna probably sound weird, but like even just like imagine like catching him cheating on me so like me watching him with another person but without him even knowing Doing it yeah yeah i feel like that's definitely like, a fun fantasy and then in real life it would be like ah! so, uh, real life and like yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. no that shit would hit the fan totally totally <laughs> but maybe as a role play too i mean that could be like a mm-hmm. really fun role play to play out especially if you ever found someone that he was into that you weren't but you felt like a comfort or whatever i don't know mm-hmm. just throwing out ideas i love to brainstorm <laughs> <laughs> What are some of the other things that you just love about sex in general? I like having my nipples played with, like, a lot. And also, like, my neck is crazy sensitive, too. So (laughs) there's also something that I've been asking him to do, like, trying to hickey me. (laughs) But he doesn't do it hard enough, but just tickles. No, no, like, you literally cannot hickey me. I'm too dark. (gasps) Like, it will not leave marks. Really? Wait, so you're hard to hickey? (laughs) Yeah, I've never, no one's ever actually, like, marked me (laughs) can you describe like the sensation or what it feels like to you or what you like about it and also i'd like details about your nipples and what you like having done to them (laughs) yeah for sure well just for my neck i don't know like part of me like it i just feel like so tingly and Mm -hmm. like i'll like i can't do anything like when when it gets like the right spots like i would literally just like convulse like like i feel like 
my senses are just like completely overloaded and like if he's touching me and like fingering me at the same time it's like I pretty much kind of die a bit that's great <laughs> in a good way yeah, yeah yeah and like nipples it's not as intense as with my neck and that like my neck like at some point like I have to pull away just because it's, it gets too much and like I can't even like feel anywhere else uh with my nipples I feel like it's like a warming feeling and then it kind of like moves down towards my stomach and then down to my lady bits okay. and like I don't get any like I get full body like in general stimulation from nipples but I don't think that they're like I hear a lot of people describe also a lot of men describe that like nipple he is one of them really like, oh yeah 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 like I like <laughs> what do you do to his nipples like, I in my mind it's like my KO move when I'm like oh yeah like in a position and, like he's really enjoying himself I'm like oh you think it's good now and then I'll just like start playing with his nipples like loses it that's awesome i think it's actually more sensitive than me <laughs> wow i think i don't pay enough attention to nipples now it's occurring to me also it's been so long since i've been with a woman so i'm like i mean not that men nipples are less good but they're just smaller well i mean it wasn't a reflex for me like he told me he was like by the way like you like you can you can like touch me this way and it's like oh you like that and he's like yeah no like i really really like it I'm like oh okay and then like testing i was like okay he Really, really, really liked it when I played so nipple. Cool. Oh, what are his balls like? Are you allowed to like suck on them and bite them, or are they sensitive? I like sucking on them. I don't think he's ever mentioned really like a sensitivity per se. Um, he he's told me that he what he likes is like let's say it's like if I'm um giving a hand job or a blow job, mm -hmm. like to like cup the balls and kind of like move them yeah. as I move the day, kind of like. He didn't tell me why, but I'm assuming it's kind of like it feels like more support. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, All kinds of so I, I get pretty much like, mon dieu, j'oublie mot en anglais. Drapeau vert, so like basically like a free pass to do what I want. And mm. like he'll just stop, like if it's too hard or too fast or like getting too sensitive in certain areas. So, Okay, I'm going to ask a question that might be annoying. Is it way hotter to dirty talk in French? Honestly, I can't dirty talk. Oh, like, I, yet. I can't. <laughs> yet. Yet. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a yet thing. Maybe it's like, it, like I just know that I can't take myself seriously or find myself sexual. When I, I had to have a lot of examples and it wasn't until my master started saying stuff to me. Like I had to have a person that I was like into say all these filthy things. And after a while, I just started mirroring it back. And now I'm just like a fountain of filth. <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll come out like that for sure because like i've never had a partner particularly cared for dirty talk yeah. either yeah um and i'm also like someone who's like super easily distracted like i can't have sex with music on or like the Same. tv on and have to be in a quiet space uh, yeah i'll be like wait can you turn it down can you turn it down more and they're like this is the last notch and i'm like I think lyrics otherwise <laughs> Yeah, I'm a hypersensory. I wonder if that is related to anxiety. Like, I wonder if people who just, like, notice a lot more details in their environment tend to be, like, vibrating at that frequency. Because it's, I also, after I orgasm, get way more sensitive to light and sound. Do you have anything like that? No. Not after orgasm. Okay. Just in general. No. Actually, like, orgasm is just, like, a, whoo, really relaxed. That's and right. then, like, after, like, a couple of minutes, like, super horny, even more than I was. Before. Really? Wait, so then can you have multiples, or do you, like, do, what What are your... I get multiples. Ooh, great. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm pretty mean in that. Like, sometimes, like, I won't even tell them that I've come. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just let them keep going and going. Look. Like, uh, like lift up his head and like, are you okay? Like, is this okay? It's like, oh, I've already had, like, two orgasms. It's fine. <laughs> 
That's amazing. And I say that as long as you are not breaking an agreement, for example, my master requires that I ask permission to come. If you don't have that mm-hmm. rule, you don't have to tell him. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, like, if he's still going to keep going, he's going to keep going. <laughs> then he'll stop when he wants to. Have you ever played around with, like, edging or stuff like that where where he's, like, controlling your orgasm? Or is that something you would want to try? That is something that I'd be very curious to try. I think before that, though, for sure, we'd, I'd have to work on how effectively I communicate when I get close. Because, yep. like... Sometimes I'll kind of edge, but it's like, it's not voluntary in any way. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be really close. Same. And that's when he's like, I got to breathe <laughs> to do it like intentionally and like have him really in control. I, I find that very intriguing. What are your favorite things about sex kind of in general? Well, like for me, sex is really like an opportunity to connect with someone, especially since I met my current partner. Like I remember the first time we had sex, I was kind of like in shock because for me, it was like the first time I was like, wow, I'm with a male partner who... I have a connection with like I could feel the way that he was touching me and holding that he wanted me cared about me and was excited yeah. by me whereas like with previous partners before it was always like either like okay it's like obligated kind of because of it's like yeah. expected or I owe it to him or like sometimes I don't know other ways to kind of like explain this but like I guess maybe it's like a toxic masculinity thing but like you know when, like guys are like so like macho and sure of themselves that like they just kind of make you feel used because like they're mm-hmm. just using you to justify how great they are as yep. men because look at how great they are in bed yeah. kind of yeah so like like that disconnect is is that's definitely something that like really quickly as soon as I feel that way it's like oh this is this is not gonna work Same. and I'm not gonna be particularly pleasured by it so like definitely getting that like safe connective space uh, totally and as I'm hearing you talk I'm thinking about the irony in my own personhood of like No, I definitely want to serve my partner and be used by them, but not if they just expect that without checking in with me to make sure that I want it because that's gross. (laughs) And that's, you know, and so for me, it's like, oh, you're so exiting my life because I don't feel safe. Like, I don't feel secure that you're able to pay attention to my experience because I have a working theory that it comes from this place of deep insecurity. That like hanging on to those like, no, I'm macho comes from this place of like, I can't possibly share my sensitive side because of the culture that we have currently of like fear of shame mm-hmm. and guilt and judgment and being called a sissy man, whatever. Exactly. And like if, if I'm a real man, I have to be good in bed. I have to be able to make all of my partners have multiple orgasms. And it's like, and then it's so disconnected that I'm just like, well. But you could actually literally harm me because you're so involved in your own experience. So goodbye. And that's mm-hmm. and that's how I got herpes in my throat for real. True story. Like like I had I <laughs> oh had a, yeah, I mean like that I had a daddy dom that just he didn't understand disclosures. Anyway. It comes to say that like intention really matters, whether yes. it's explicitly or whether it's shown in like little ways, like it will show through, especially during sex, because it's like a vulnerable moment and like like if I'm not comfortable or if I don't feel like I can trust or really understand what the other person wants or is finding pleasure from by having sex with me, it's like, no, I'm not going to really get into it. Yeah, for sure. So you went from not talking about sex very much with partners to it sounds like now you do talk about it. And I heard you talk about like asking other friends how they do it. Was there anything else that helped you along that journey? Like really specifically like targeted sex 
No. I think for sure, though, with my current partner, I did get more comfortable talking about sex or just like exploring sexuality because pretty early on, I noticed his movie collection. I love my partner so much. He is so cute with all his like little like neurotic little organization ticks. And he likes to organize his movies by category. And there's this one category that I like to call the sexual psychological thriller category. And those are like really among some of his most favorite movies. And like the first couple of times, like we did movie nights and he would pick them. I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is a new genre. He's like, wow, these are great sex scenes and tension, blah, blah, blah. And like after like three movies, I was like, okay, is this pattern here? Because like there's there's something there that he particularly likes. And then at some point I was like, so are you just like really into sex and murder? (laughs) (laughs) There are like so many movies about that in different ways. And it's like, you want to talk to me about this? And I think that kind of just like opened up another door of conversation. Like, oh, well, like this turns me on because of this. And I was like, oh, okay. And like just naturally it kind of... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> evolve into so like in real life is this something you'd want to do or try or not the murdering yeah. though right <laughs> no okay. no not the just checking are any of those movies worth recommending one of the ones that he really liked that i found particularly like i still don't know how i feel about it i believe it's blue velvet mm-hmm. david lynch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like with like the woman who's asking the guy basically to like beat the crap out of her during yeah. sex and i was like i remember watching that and i was like huh like how and like part of my mind was like no but like if you're a real feminist like this is not okay but then another part of my mind is like but that could be fun to try totally (laughs) do your feminist perspectives ever feel at odds with your kink explorations no uh surprisingly i haven't and again i think it's just especially because as we explore it's really in a context of we're communicating Mm -hmm. and I feel respected and he doesn't try things out of the blue without mentioning them to me or in fact he'll be something like more on the tentative side and like he will actually ask for permission beforehand so I've never had to feel like okay this is not okay I gotta stop you and like we gotta discuss about this like outside of the bedroom before bringing it into the bedroom kind of way do you have safe words no you're just getting Not started. Determined so far. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely just getting started. <laughs> really like brand new little babies. So cool. But for sure would like to establish some and I'd definitely be curious about some role play because I don't know what what kind of kink this would fall under, but yeah, it's like it's gonna sound terrible, like a rapey undertone kind of kink. Because mm-hmm. I remember like one of like the hottest times we had sex. I was like kind of half asleep. And I knew that he was horny and like he was starting he was like massaging me because I can't go to sleep without belly or backgrounds. <laughs> otherwise I'm like really annoying and like I roll around all the time until he's like okay just lie down don't move I will pet you until you're close to passing out that's amazing I'm gonna pretend like that's my thing I'm gonna borrow that next time I meet someone (laughs) it's really effective because like for sure like I'll just like roll around the sheets and I'm like oh my god stop I'll just pet you just stop that's so cute (laughs) so like yeah he was petting me and then like oh the petting was kind of like going like yeah. all over the body and then playing with my breasts and then like like suddenly just like flip me on my back and then just like like by then I was already excited so mm-hmm. just like went straight into penetration he was like just whispering like oh just relax all I'm doing is being a good friend mm. in, in French he was saying this and like for some reason that was just so Wait, huge can you off. say that for us in French oh it's the um 
relax, je suis juste ton ami, je suis un très bon ami. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that funnily because I'm laughing and I have an Anglophone accent with it, but like, uh, it was just so hot. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I think consensual non-consent fantasies are great. And especially if you do pick a safe word, then, then you can actually like play them out in, in real life. Would you ever want to fully have sleep sex? <laughs> like if you were asleep and he was awake? Because that's one of my fantasies. I just haven't had a partner that's like woken up and been horny and has taken me up on the offer, you know? I would like that. I actually would be very curious. I've told him if, once before at least that like, I, I think I meant like, by the way, it'd be really cool yeah. if like, someday, like wake me up in the morning, like by eating me yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so, so cool. Definitely want that to happen for sure. Probably would wake up drinks. I'm not like the heaviest sleep sleepers, yeah. but I do it to yeah, him same. pretty often. Oh, really? Because yeah, he's done his studies, but I'm a very last minute person who will study until like one or two a.m. Uh-huh. Sometimes, so like he'll be passed out, and if I'm horny by the time I come to bed, I just get on in with a blowjob, and then he'll just wake up, and by then I'm like, hey, I'm gonna get on top of you now. I love that, and I'm guessing he doesn't mind. Oh, no, not at all. Like, he starts out really confused, but then the confused goes to, oh. Oh, this is what's happening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, and then have you had much chance to practice health and safety conversations with partners? No. I think that is, like, one of the biggest things that I'm not, you were mentioning, like, the shame meter at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure, on a shame scale, I was, like, 0 to 10, where 10 is high shame. Yeah. I'm at a 10 for, like, the safe sex practice, because, mm. like, honestly, never, never had that conversation yeah. with the partners, like, either, like, before, like, in the leading up to getting into the bedroom to, like, even, like, right before actual sex, even though, like, sometimes it like, would happen, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, shit, forgot the condom. Well, now it sounds like you're with a partner and I'm sure you guys have your whatever you need to have figured out, figured out. Mm-hmm. With new people, do you feel like at this point in your life you could try a new thing or does it still feel like just scary if you were to like, like and I'm, I'm envisioning like COVID is over. We're looking at couple swap mm-hmm. possibilities or things like that. Yeah, for sure. I like knowing what I'm getting into yeah. and like not having to worry about like, oh, but what if or like adapting or like, but if they don't like it, yeah. <laughs> or it becomes awkward. So yeah, for sure. And I, I'm really hoping that like consent and talking about safety really explicitly and not feeling ashamed of bringing that up should be something that could be integrated into the sex ed classes yeah. that exist. Yeah. And, or like yeah. maybe even creating new ones. They were like, yeah, like invite students to participate in like a kind of workshop setting where like you actually have to practice it with member of the same sex and a member of the opposite sex too just to like verbalize yeah. it and like kind of get it in your head you said that you're not that into dirty talk yet what about sexting or sending nudes my boyfriend doesn't really sext me sometimes i will it's not something that i like i get excited in doing or necessarily reading when i do do it since it's pretty sporadic too like he'll always be like oh my gosh, I really want you now. And like, that will be like a little like, oh, yay, success. (laughs) Wait, so when do you do it? Is like when you're horny or do you just like make a choice? Like today on the calendar, I will sext. When I'm horny, when I know that it's been a while and I know that he's horny, but when I'm not horny, I will tell him and I'll be like, hey, like I'll be very happy to give you blowjobs or handjobs, but like I'm not in the mood for penetration for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Usually he'll be fine with that. So like when I know that it's been like long enough and like, to the point where I'll offer him a blowjob and he'll be like, no, next time I come, it's because we'll be having sex. Oh. <laughs> so at that point, I'm like, okay, 
now's a good time to Ooh. send him a sexy picture or like a little <laughs> like text while he's at work. <laughs> Well, at work, he's at home. Homework, yeah, work, yeah. But... Work from home. Oh, yeah. How has it been? How has that been for you? COVID for me hasn't really changed much just because um, with my current program, I actually intern at the hospital three days a week. And then another day of the week, I'm for one of my classes. So I get enough social time with other people and I still have like work out of my home place. So that's fine for me. But I know that my partner on the other hand he finds it like a lot harder like after a lot after days work like he like physically has to leave our apartment at least for a good two hours to walk around just to be like not in the workspace anymore okay that's a sizable transition okay uh you mentioned your new vibrator what other sex toys if any do you have or want to get i actually have a good a a few so that vibrator that i have i I've had it for a while, actually. I got it with my first boyfriend, and he's actually the one who was like, you know what, if you if I can't make you orgasm, then I will buy you a vibrator. Oh. <laughs> and you can practice trying to make yourself orgasm, which is from an, that I appreciated, like, as a step, for sure. sure. I still have it, and I actually only started reuse, like, reusing it after, like, five years of it just being in a box this last year. Yeah. I also had, like, one of those, like, you know, like, those vibrating beans, kind of? Um, but it comes with like a little like rubber attachments that you can like either put it in yourself and then like easily pull it out. Yeah. Turn it into like a cock ring. Kind of. Oh wait, um, I don't think I've seen this. <gasps> it can turn into a cock ring. I need to get one. There's like the bean and then like string part and then it looks like just like a rubber like loop, but that loop fits around it. I think I just didn't realize what you could do with it. That makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it works great. I lost the charger for it unfortunately, but oh. no, I love it and like sometimes like I'd actually asked him to put it in the back door while he was penetrating me and have it on. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> he was surprised the first time we tried it though because he was like, "Oh, I can feel the vibration yeah. too." And I was like, "That's so well, cool." Yeah. Though. yeah, you're like, "Yes, we're touching very closely." <laughs> exactly. I have, um, I think the word in English is geisha balls. Mm-hmm. Just like you know those like glass beads, and then you can put them in like for like basically kegel kind mm-hmm, of practice mm-hmm. yeah uh, i haven't tried them in during penetration he's not particularly interested in it and i'm kind of like i don't know if i have like enough space room yeah i actually didn't know that you could have them in during penetration definitely wanting to try putting them though in my anus instead though so definitely i'm gonna try that out sometime soon with him we also have like some rope but he sucks at tying knots. It's it is a lot to learn. Like you have to like learn how to tie. Oh yeah, for sure. So we go with like the new cuffs instead. Totally, <laughs> that works a lot better. And then you mentioned that you might be interested in being together in a space with others around. Would that be at like a sex party or a, are there sex clubs there? Like what what do you imagine? I don't even know what they have. Here, to be honest, like our groups of friends like his more so than mine are just pretty conservative mm-hmm. mine it really varies depending so we don't have anyone that we can ask the question to or that yeah. we know takes in parties or clubs but I think it'd be something that we'd be curious to look into at least to see if that exists here if you could theoretically know. find a club with a good vibe would you be into that yeah for sure like definitely would want to like check out the place and like 
kind of like the vibe of it and like is it okay if like we just at least show up and maybe not even like partake with other people and kind of just like observe cool or like or if it has to like if you're there then you got to go all in kind of um yeah no i i would definitely do a recon mission is there anything else about your sex life like disasters or triumphs or just things we haven't covered yet that need to be shared one that I like to share about, and I think this was something that really marked me in my sexual journey and kind of led to certain insecurity for sure. Was like I'd mentioned before that my first boyfriend had fetishes already, yeah. was really like specific about what he liked and stuff. And in catering to his fetishes, at some point, I kind of felt like it wasn't even me that he was interested in or attracted to, but like more like the fetishes that I was actually acting out, if that makes sense. So that was a particular like barrier, like mentally yeah. and emotionally. If it was just anybody else, then like that it wouldn't matter. You'd yeah. be just as excited. Like, do you even get turned on by just me when I'm not doing like your like the role plays yeah. and stuff too? Uh, yeah, it was very particular for sure. How was that being your very first sexual experience? Like, what emotional effect did it have on you? I think, like, emotionally kind of reinforced, like, the negative self-talk that I had, for mm-hmm. sure, of, like, oh, well, like, I mean, like, the negative, like, like, oh, I'm not particularly attractive, and oh, not, like, the most desirable or sexual person, especially since, like, since you don't know yourself sexually, then you can't necessarily be, like, sexually attractive, kind of. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I can relate to that thought. What are your overall hopes for your sexual self going forward in life? I hope that I will have opportunities to explore more of my fantasies with maybe my current partner or if it should so happen with another partner or just other people too in different situations and also kind of find more people to have conversations about sex with too just If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? I think 16-year-old me, because that's when, I think at 16, that's when I was seeing like the most of my peers and friends becoming sexually active and just let her know that, you know, sex, sexuality, self-worth, and being loved are not one and the same thing in any way. And it's not because you have less of or maybe don't even have some of one in a certain context that you can't have access to the other things like you don't have to have sex to be to feel that you're loved or desired by someone beautiful do you have a sex question for me if you could do anything anything at all with a complete stranger what would it be Ooh. Do I, and in this question I get to make up like the stranger, like I get to make up what they yeah. are like. Okay. I have been craving a vagina owning dom. It's been now al- almost 2 years since I've been with a vagina bodied person and I feel nervous. Like I'm like, "Oh, I lost my I don't know anything." But what I know about myself is that when I'm in my personal Attempts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just call them that. When I'm meeting new people, <laughs> when I'm talking to new people, 
it's completely different for me. It's a completely different experience than talking to people on this podcast because here people already know pretty much what to expect from me. Like they know that I, what I'm going to be enthusiastic about. They know that it's a safe space for talking about sex. And in real life, I have not yet calibrated to the vast disparity where people are suspicious yeah. of me or assume that I am a sex worker without asking or, you know, all of these things, you know, and then some people just start talking to me like I do a certain thing. And I'm like, wait, no, I think you're confused about what I do. Like I talk about sex a lot. I do a lot. I'm not I'm not available to be on call. You can't pay me to do whatever you want. Like, that's not how it works. So I have this fantasy of meeting someone who is a dominatrix and who orders me to lick her or do whatever. Like, I, I just want to be used by someone who has nice big nipples and... <laughs> weird thing but I think I have small nipples and my nipples are great I love them I love them I have no complaints all nipples are great like even like I have a friend who has one inverted nipple that's great too but I think the the for me it's I want to be I want to feel fully contained I want someone who wants to tell me what to do I love explicit communication and what I'm also trying to learn now is more implicit communication and so if I'm with someone who I could trust that if I need explicit stuff for clarification, but if they themselves can model implicitness for me, that's the best way that I learn is by example. And mm -hmm. I just like really want to worship someone. And then, and then in this fantasy, they lead me on a collar into like a room full of people and they like order me to do certain things with all of the different people all around. And oh, it's like very fantastic. And, and maybe it turns into a gangbang and I finally get to have my double <laughs> penetration, my triple. Now I have a triple penetration fantasy because I recently. I'm with you. On yes. That. With my master. The last time I saw him a couple weeks ago, I had this experience of he was going down on me and it was so good. And then he started fingering me at the same time. And then I was like, please add other finger. Like, I don't, I like mumbled something so that he was then fingering me in both holes. And then I was just like, I need your cock. I need your cock. And I just started like wiggling down the, like, like over so that then, yeah. Like, yeah and like, I, I and I thought, and he was like, what? Oh, you're going. Okay. You know, and normally, <laughs> normally I don't do things like that when I'm in session with him like I wait for an order or I ask for permission and in this one I was just like please 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 I need your cock and like he didn't like hear me at first because his head was squished between my thighs and and so then I had all three holes filled by him and I felt so relaxed and contained and just in pure bliss and I had an amazing third orgasm oh so so I think yeah if that could be the culmination of that fantasy and and my my master's in that fantasy but if I'm meeting a stranger I would love I would love for them to yeah have a vagina and some tits <laughs> Well, I mean, like, at the same time in that context, too, like, take away, like, that ambiguity yes. of, like, I don't really know much about other female bodies, exactly. too, because it's been a while, kind of. <laughs> sure <it's> awkward. <laughs> and that's totally my dream, because I also know that, like, that's how I got into butt stuff. That's how I ate an asshole for the first time, is my first night submitting to my master, he was like, you're going to lick your master's asshole. And I was like, okay. But if I had been... <laughs> a boyfriend that was like awkward or nervous or was like trying to be a feminist and was trying to ask me if I wanted it. Like what I've learned about myself is I have really clear boundaries in my head, but my anxiety is so high that I don't want to be asked. I'm in charge of so many decisions in my life. I want you to tell me if you want to pee on me and I'll tell you 
yes or no if I'm in the mood. You know, I'll use my safe word if I need to use it that day. But like, I don't want you to be like, would you like to receive my urine? Because I'm like, I still have enough social, cultural. Yeah. And and that's when I'm like, no, I'm the submissive. (laughs) Like, you have to tell me. (laughs) So, yes, that's 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 my current uh, stranger fantasy. Yeah. (laughs) Jim. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me.